0: anybody excited to be in the house of the Lord this afternoon Awesome stuff. hey 12:30 The 10 o'clock experience was if you miss the word that Dr. Jaquette preached at 10 o'clock I encourage you to go back online and review it because I believe that um, she carried a part of the revelation that God wants to get to us through that message that was spoken earlier at 10 o'clock I'm so happy that you're here in the house of God today and I believe that you're not here by accident but you're here by God's divine providence I really want to honor once again our creative team with this short film that they're doing it is phenomenal y'all playing I said it is phenomenal If you've missed out on the episodes, find our YouTube channel by uh, searching All Nations San Bernardino, and there you can watch the entire uh, part of the short film. You'll see it broken up by episodes. Um, And so not only do we get to preach this message to you, but we're allowing creativity to be able to connect with the message to bring it home for you uh, today. I want you to get your Bibles and go to Luke chapter 15, and I want you to go to verse number 15. Luke 15 and verse number 15. How many of you sense the presence of God here this afternoon? I love it, I love it, I love it. Luke chapter 15, verse 15, the Bible says, Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. Verse 16 says, And he would have gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I want to minister a message this afternoon entitled, Wake Up. Wake up. Uh, thank you all so much Uh, we have been in this amazing series at all seven of our all-nation campuses to bring people into the understanding of what God is doing inside of the hearts of not just the unbeliever but the believer many a times when people hear the story of the prodigal I've been telling you that oftentimes people think of someone who's in sin perpetually but the truth is all of us have a little prodigal in us all of us have a little aspect on the inside of us that has made a decision that we want to follow our pattern or our plan more than we want to follow the pattern or the plan of God this verses here are found in a series of parables right Jesus was the greatest storyteller there ever was in order for you to get revelation he would lock it inside of a story so that you could capture it and that you could apply it and so uh, Luke chapter 15 begins to show us a series of parables right the first one we saw was the parable of the lost sheep then the second one was the parable of the lost coin and now what we've been studying for this series is the parable of the lost son the parable of the lost son and I love these verses because what we begin to evaluate last week is that we understood that this this son had a little bit of rebel inside of him somebody say amen Amen. he was a little rebellious and, and and at his rebellion he made a decision that he no longer wanted to rock it out with his father he wanted his inheritance now and the scripture begins to tell us that as he asked for his inheritance that he went away to a far away Country. Last week, we began to dive into the revelation of the faraway country, right? Understanding that many of us have made a decision that we want to go away from what God's idea, His plan, His motives are, what His desires are, and we want to do what we want to do. We've gone away to far countries inside of the journey of our life. But as we continue this story today, we realize that yes, we've understood that He went away to the far country. Yes, we understood that He spent all that He had and that there was. Of famine in the land but verse 15 begins to take it even a bit further and it begins to say that he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country another another version says that he attached himself to a citizen of that country listen As you enter into the revelation of the prodigal, it's important for you to realize that uh, he connected himself and he attached himself as he detached from God. Whenever you detach from God, you're attaching to something. Whether you comprehend it or you understand it from the forefront of your mind or not, detachment from God means attachment to something. Yeah. And not only did he engage, but we find out that he engaged in the lowest kind of work that you could have considered that anyone could have. He detached himself from his father in order to attach himself to something that he no longer had to live in. He didn't have to experience, but he chose the lower place. He chose less than. He chose to go into a spot that was outside of the confines of what the Father had available to him and found himself someplace that he did not belong at all. He detached from the Father. I want you to write this down. Detachment from sonship is attachment to slavery. Detachment from sonship is, is attachment to slavery. Here we are called to be sons of God, even as the prodigal was. The prodigal was a son. His sonship was established. He decided, Father, you, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what to do. I know better than you. I'm going to detach from sonship, which includes covering, which, which, which includes support, which, which, which includes direction and wisdom. And now I'm going to attach to a slave mindset. I'm going to become less than what I have to be. Detachment from sonship is attachment to slavery. Let me break it down practically for you. When you decide that you're going to detach from what God has to say about your life in a certain area, you're becoming a slave to the thing that you're connecting with. Let's do it differently. So, so when you make a decision and you're like, uh, uh, you know, God, I'm not going to take the job that you're telling me to take. I'm going to be led by my greed and what I can get immediately that job over here is offering me more money and God is like but I want you to take this job I I want you to go this direction you're like no God I don't want to go that direction this job is offering me way more than this job now we don't have the level of knowledge that the father has so instead of being covered the lower paying job and maybe the possibilities were going to be immense that were coming later on just like the prodigal we needed immediate satisfaction so what we had to do is we end up taking the job that charged us much and now we're a slave you hate your job you go in and out of work you're sick and tired of being there you're frustrated you want to give up you want to quit every single day could it be that you decided to detach from sonship and therefore you've embraced slavery what have you become a slave to because you refuse the wisdom of the Father? Those that are led by the Spirit, those are the sons of God. Those are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. So those that can take direction from the Father in heaven are those who can embrace what God has available to them. But as long as we make a decision, detachment from sonship. It is automatically slavery to something Now we've been doing work through this series I want you to think about the different areas in your life where you became a slave let's break it down more practically relationships and I'm not just talking about opposite sex any kinds of connections that you made a decision that you knew more than God knew he said no don't connect with them you that I know better You connect anyway, and now you've opened up the door to the same spiritual forces that are on their lives, hanging around with you, and now you become a slave to negativity. You're trying to fight to get out of it, but really the connections that you have, y'all, hello. Of flies or something in here. Uh, the, the, the connection that you have has burnt something in your life, and now when you want to think better, you can barely think better because you became a slave to something else and it's weighing you down because you refuse sonship. How do I refuse sonship? Through disobedience. How do I embrace sonship? Through obedience. The good thing about grace is there's always the opportunity to shift. Somebody say, shift yeah yeah and so not only not only that this man connect or attach himself uh, to this citizen the Bible begins to say that the citizen sent him into the fields into the fields now 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 he could have he could have been in the position of being seated at the greatest table of his life the table of inheritance with his father but instead of being seated at the table You were sent into the fields and you weren't supposed to be out there. Now, it's a difference from being humble. It's a difference from from being humble. It's a difference from submitting to serving. But listen, when you're in a place that he didn't tell you to go to, when you're in the place of rebellion against his plan and his will, you end up in spaces looking like, how the heck did I get here? What the heck is going on? Why is my life looking like this? And it's connected to the fact that we end up being sent into places we shouldn't be in. So the devil's your demise so this is what the devil does he tricks you yeah. he gets you to feel like you're gonna have success in whatever it is and then after a while of you being in the moment he drops you <laughs> how many of you have looked up from a place meaning you were down you looked up from a place and said, oh, my God, what did five years go? Y'all want to act fake like that in here today? You, 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 you look up from a place and you say, where the world, oh, my God, what did that... I spent that much time doing that I spent that much time in that space oh my god I've wasted so much money I've wasted so much energy w- I could have saved myself so much if I would have just aligned myself with sonship I would have been at a better place if I had just said yes to God and told him no if I made a decision that I would just get in alignment with the kingdom what God had for me I would not be out in the field Fields. Detaching himself from sonship, connected himself to slavery. And he ended up not even getting a job in the big house. Y'all ain't said nothing. He ended up getting an assignment out there in the fields. And his assignment was very interesting because his assignment was to feed swine. To feed swine. This was considered the most, one of the most degrading occupations somebody could have. And to a Jew, it was unspeakable to have to deal with swine. Here you go. You've got a place at the table. You've got a place at the table. But because you want to embrace slavery instead of sonship, you end up hanging out with the things that most people in your culture detest. Now, y'all don't really understand, because we Americans and the most of us live in uh, a lot of us live in urban communities, or at least raised up in urban communities, and and most of us don't have no problem with the pig. Y'all ain't in here today. We don't mind pigs, and if you come from the south, you'll eat pigs' feet. You'll eat all kind of stuff that came off a of pig. Y'all ain't said nothing. The saints do not have a problem with a pig. I come from New Orleans, Louisiana, and they had pickled pig feet. Good God. Some of you frowning, but don't frown at something you don't know. It's a delicacy. Don't you frown at the food. If you really understand the South, you remember hog head cheese. Stuff that came from the head of a pig. Come on, We don't mind a pig. Memorial Day, we like our pork ribs. Come on. Summertime. We, we don't mind a pig. So you don't comprehend it. You don't comprehend what the Jews were doing because you're looking at it from a westernized mindset. You've got to understand that the pigs in their time were detestable unclean in their culture. You should not eat it. You shouldn't touch it. You shouldn't be around it. He was at the worst place of his life because of the detachment from sonship that was the attachment to slavery. He ends up being at a place where things begin to happen in him that he didn't necessarily want to happen. Things begin to happen in his mind and in his heart. Some things I want you to understand about swine. You ready? Number one, in his culture, they were considered very dirty. Write that down. Secondarily, they were considered very smelly. And thirdly, they were considered very hungry. He was pulled into the pig's pen... By connecting himself or attaching himself to slavery and detaching himself from sonship. He was called into the abode of the pigs. To the point that the same thing that was on the pigs began to arise in him. Verse 16 says this. He said, I would gladly have filled, he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate. This slavery began to change his desires. What began to rise up in him was animalistic instincts. Begin to change his desires. It began to it began to contour his his his, his, uh, his nature. It began to move stuff on the inside of him, stuff he would have never wanted before because he detached from sonship and attached from attached to slavery he had desires that he would have never thought he would have. I want you to really think about your life I know y'all act a real Presbyterian in here today but I want you to really think about your life about the times when you ended up tasting stuff that you never thought you would have tasted while you're playing you ended up in places where you like how in the world what am I doing why am I doing that why am I engaged like that why am I doing these things never thought I would desire such a thing because when you begin to step into the wrong realm the things that that hang out in that realm, the things that hang out in that space begin to affect you and will change your desires and shift your nature. I wonder if there's some people in San Bernardino tonight that says, I'm going to embrace sonship. I refuse to be a slave when I can be a son. I refuse to be under when I can be on the top with God. I refuse to go left when I can go right into the plan of God. I don't want my nature being turned into something it should never be. I want to fill my stomach with the stuff that the pigs eat. How many times have you gotten to a place where now you have lowered your expectations in life? You had dreams. You had visions until you became a slave. Now, for those of you who are trying to just put this out to the people that are out there somewhere, I'm not talking about a complete slave, and that's what some of you don't understand. I'm not talking about an enslaved in every every area of your life. But you've got to understand there's still some stuff in you that you have not submitted to the sonship yet. And you have opened the door to being a slave in certain areas in your soul. I want you to understand that today. And you have gone to a place now where you are, you, are, you are embracing things that you would have never had to embrace or deal with in your life. You are tasting things and desiring things that were once detestable. Lost your dreams, lost your visions. You had it, you had it. Somebody say one decision. I can't hear you. Somebody say one decision. I want to deal with you because some of you think that your decisions are just decisions. (laughs) Maybe y'all went to 10 o'clock. Y'all might have enjoyed that better. Listen, there is is something that begins to happen in you when you make a decision that that I'm going to connect in this direction. That may be outside of what God begins to want for your life. And things begin to shift. You, you, you begin to be at a place now where you're like, I, I, I wanted it, but I don't want it no more. What happened? Slavery will bring you down. Sonship will raise you up. How do I adjust this? How do I deal with this? How do I adjust with the areas in my life where I know I need to make a shift? I just got to spring it to obedience. That's the power of grace. I wish I had some people that believe in grace in here today. That's the power of grace. Grace has the ability for you to hear a word like this and then be able to say, you know what, dag on it. I'm about to obey right now. I'm about to shift right now. I, I, I hear him today. I hear you loud and clear. That's what some of y'all doing. Y'all chomping on this because you're like, dag on it. I'm a little bit of a slave over there and that. And yeah, yeah, because God wants to turn it today and his grace makes it available. I find somebody that looked like they already ready to go home and tell them, listen, his grace is available. You ain't got to stay there. You don't have to remain there. You don't have to lay there. You can get up and you can change the situation. Your decisions matter. We think decisions are a light thing, so then we just make whatever decisions we want to make without thinking them through. The scriptures say this. You ready? ask you a question. The scriptures say this. Are you ready? It says count the cost. In other words, don't make movements rashly. Your life is so important, not just to you, but your entire bloodline, your community, your nation, and your city. The decisions you make on a daily basis matter. Which direction you go, what place you go to, it matters more than you sometimes give yourself credit. If I'm a king that the Lord is king over, and if I'm a lord that the Lord is lord over, then I have to understand that there is a, a dominion that God has given me. He's given me a place, a domain that I'm supposed to operate over. So the decisions that I make affect my domain or affects those things that are under the influence of my life. And so if I don't align myself correctly, things can affect me I can't just go anywhere I can't just take any job I just can't be everybody's friend Because you say you saved I I can't just go every place why because the decisions I make on a daily basis matter And if I understand that, I'm going to take on the wisdom of the Father so I can receive of the wealth that he has available for me. Here he is at a place of rebellion that begins to contort his desires. But what I love about the scriptures is that the Bible says that after a while when he was left alone, because they said they gave him nothing, he had a desire for the pods, didn't actually end up eating it. Nobody provided him anything. But verse number 17, I love this. It says, but when he came to himself, I love that because it was a wake up moment. That's what's happening for many of us right now while we're in the room. Things are being stirred in our hearts and being stirred in our minds to cause for us to wake up. The lights coming on do you hear me I said the light is coming on Well, you're realizing mm, my god I got places in me where I gotta pay a little bit more attention I gotta make sure that I I begin to watch my decision-making processes at a whole nother level there's a wake-up call from God that's saying will you go ahead and come to yourself will you go ahead and wake up and pay attention will you go ahead and allow the enlightenment of God to come upon you and where it wasn't clear before I want to prophesy now it's about to become I'm clear to you now what you didn't understand before i feel the enlightenment of god hitting the room i feel the genesis chapter one experience about to come and i hear the lord say let there be light." I'm going to cause for the lights to come on What you couldn't see before Because that slavery had you in so much darkness That slavery had you in so much confusion That you were living in a cloud But the God of heaven through his powerful grace Is about to wake you up And you're about to see more clearly Than you've ever seen before Hit somebody next to you and say Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up Where where have you been sleeping? I hope you hear me today. Maybe you've been asleep in your finances. (laughs) Maybe you've been asleep in your relationship, asleep in your vocation, asleep in Where have you been sleeping? Living but sleep. You know the power of Revelation. That you were stuck in certain places y'all gonna leave me out here by myself anybody else been stuck before and then you came into an atmosphere like this you heard a word like this and then oh boom the light came on and grace called you back grace you in. Grace gave you an opportunity to turn the corner. Grace gave you an opportunity to change directions. Grace gave you an opportunity to become better than you were before. I feel the grace and mercy of God flowing through this place today and saying it doesn't matter what you were today. yesterday. doesn't matter how you were this morning. You can change your situation through one powerful decision. I'm going to come to myself (laughs) where in your life is the light coming on because if you align yourself there I prophesy to you that you're about to see a force move through you that has the ability to take you to the place you've been called to be I like the way my wife said it. My wife said you have to get rid of the pride and humble yourself in order to have access to what's available to you. I'm going to get into it more next week, but what I love about him coming to himself is that he began to assess where he was. He didn't just say this is wrong, but the Bible says now, he said how many of my father's hired servants that had bread enough to spare? In other words, I'm living less in the servants of my daddy's house I'm living in an experience that I have settled in I've settled settling happens when we begin to think it's enough but we're measuring our life off of our own experience rather than having the engagement of the father in our decisions When the father's engaged in your decisions, he has the ability to tell you, Pastor Julia, actually, that's not the level I called you to. I called you up here. I know you're settling for this right here, but if you would just obey me, I will show you that there is more that I have for you up here. And I want to bring you up higher than you've ever been before. Can I tell about five of you Catholic people in here today that God wants to bring you into a place where he takes you higher than you've ever been before, but you just got to simply be open to coming to yourself to realize there is more. I refuse to be here when he's calling me up there I'm about to go higher I'm about to go to a place you have never seen before I'm about to go to a place you have never heard before I'm about to go to a place that people in my family line has never seen because I'm going to allow the revelation of God to pull me out of this pig's pen and to get back to the table I belong at the devil Will pull you away from the table here you are seated he takes you out of the seat and brings you down to the lowest place two decisions to make you can make a decision you can say am I just gonna stay here am I just gonna lay here I'm down here it's rough down here it's hard it's tough I made a bad decision oh my god you ugly how did I end up messing with you I'm down here this is not good oh my god what am I thinking What happens? We usually continue because we forget about grace. We stay down here because we forget about grace. And what we say to ourselves is, well, I did it. Well, let's do it again. It's difficult. But I don't know if he'll accept me back. I don't know if he'll receive me because I've been out here so long. The way I dealt with him, the way I handled him, what I said and how I handled the situation, I did too much. And Because I did too much, I don't think anything will ever change. So I'm going to lay here. Most of us throughout our life have laid in situations God was telling us to get up out of. You're a Christian. You go to church. But you got a little prodigal in you. You're prodigal manifesting your business. Because you tried and failed, you just kept laying there in business. Instead of getting up and being restored. Some of you as a family, you're like, well, I didn't really succeed. That relationship's done. So you haven't reached out to your mom. You haven't reached out to your cousin because you just embrace down here. But he made a decision and he said, this is not the way I want to live. I'm going to get up from the low place. I'm going to get up from being at a place that I was never designed to be in. And I'm going to make a decision. Thank you because you know I can't see him. Appreciate you. It's important that you realize that God is saying, I have a way for you to come out. I have a way for you to shift. I have a thing that I've called you to do. You've just got to wake up. How do I wake up, Apostle Sherman? Here it is, friends, and I'm out of your here for today. Acts 3 and 19. Put it up for me on the screen. Acts 3, 19. Here it is. Repent. Therefore and be converted. That your sins, I love this, may be blotted out. Grace is so amazing that God said you could have been there doing this in whatever area of your life, however long you've been doing it. But if you just embrace me. And you just repent. That's all it takes. All it takes is for you to come to yourself and say, You know what, God messed up me. I mean, I did it again. Here I am, Lord. It's me again. Here I am, but I do not mind coming to you and saying, Lord, I repent of all my sins. I receive you into my heart. I receive you into my mind. Lord, I want to receive what you call for me to do. And no matter how dry it was down there, no matter how difficult it was down there, if you'll repent and allow the conversion process says to begin in your life God said I'm going to send refreshing from my presence I hope you get this today I'm about to send refreshing to your mind I'm about to send refreshing to your heart I'm about to wake you up and once I wake you up the rain is about to hit your life the rain is about to hit your mind and your heart your soul is about to shiver your emotions are about to shiver the way your will is set up is about to shiver because the rain is coming on the the side of your decision to wake up the rain is coming on the other side of your decision to align with the plan of god i refuse slavery and i embrace sonship do i have any sons in the house in san bernardino who says goodbye to the slave life goodbye to the old way goodbye to the old way of thinking i am embracing my sonship in god i'm about to let this go but i need you to get somebody by both eyes and tell them raise up and be a son will you find somebody else and tell them raise up and be a son wakey wakey it's time to wake up it's time to see the place that god has sent wakey wakey it's time to go where he's called you to go wakey wakey it's time to be who he called you to be lift your hands father let an awakening happen in here lift your hands cause for us to get up Woo! from where we've been right now while your hands are lifted in worship receive what the father is releasing to you the areas in your life where you detach from sonship and embrace slavery, where he had a seat for you at the table. He wants that revelation to come to you today so that you can step back into your rightful place that he has designed for you. Take a minute and be reflective in your worship. Take a minute and just talk to your father, make an altar at your seat. Right where you're standing, right where you're sitting, Ask God, where you're settling? What areas in my life am I settling in? When you've opened the door for more and I embrace less. What areas in my life am I settling in? What areas in my life have I given up and taken the less than when you had greater for me? Father, we receive...